to down City Cash Chicago. When Facebook experienced that system-wide outage last week, most people I know just hopped on Twitter and joked about it. But it wasn't all about lost memes. People around the world rely on Facebook-owned WhatsApp to talk with family and even do business. So we also saw locals around Chicagoland unable to reach loved ones for nearly six hours, all day basically. I talked with a tech reporter about what happened and a couple people here who lost contact. It's Wednesday, October 13th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Amanda Silverling is a reporter with TechCrunch. Uh, Welcome to CityCast Chicago. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, So Amanda, can you tell me what happened during Monday's Facebook outage. I'm seeing so many different rumors out there, but do you know what happened last week? Yeah, so essentially Facebook and all of the apps that it owns went down for over six hours. So some of the apps that are part of Facebook include Instagram, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, even Oculus, their virtual reality platform went down. Um, So basically, Facebook said that this was caused by configuration changes on their routers. And that's basically what coordinates traffic between data centers. Facebook posted an update blog post after the service came back. They said that this configuration change and the errors that it caused had like a chain reaction effect and that caused the service to go down. One of the things I saw across Twitter, which did not go down, were people really making this about one person and that was Mark Zuckerberg losing a bunch of money. But Amanda, can you tell me how many people were actually impacted by this outage? About 2.9 billion people use Facebook, which that's like almost half of the world's population. For people in the U.S., this might seem kind of like a silly thing where it's really not the end of the world if you can't like post a meme on Facebook for a few hours. But this had really serious impacts, especially abroad, where WhatsApp can be used basically as like a substitute for SMS texting. So imagine in the US if you just were not able to text anybody or had like no means of communication with anybody. And then there's even doctors that use WhatsApp to communicate with patients. So this really did have significant impacts. And I think there's also the anxiety of like, Facebook goes down, you don't know if it's going to come back in five minutes or in five hours or five days. I'm Brooke Stevenson. I'm originally from the Bay Area and went to school in Chicago. I currently live in Ecuador, though my family still lives in the States. I've been in the States a couple weeks visiting some family and friends, and my husband got COVID while I was here. So I've been fairly worried about making sure I uh, can keep up with how he's doing. And that day, I was not able to get a message to him. So I was not able to communicate with him at all throughout the entire uh, outage. And I was pretty worried (laughs) because um, that's not a that was the first time I realized how dependent our communication is on WhatsApp. Um, And it was a, a bit of a stressful feeling. 
I should say. So, Brooke, this outage didn't just affect your personal life. It also had an impact on your work, too, right? Yeah. So I work at an organization called uh, Fundación Alas de Colibri, which means the Hummingbird Wings Foundation. And we uh, we started off working primarily with female adolescent victims of sex trafficking and have since then expanded to work more uh, with people in conditions of forced migration. And so we use WhatsApp to coordinate between territories. We have several teams in different parts of Ecuador. Uh, WhatsApp is absolutely the way that we communicate with those teams. I have various colleagues that don't uh don't rely on phone plans, but rely on WhatsApp to do absolutely 100% of their communication and coordination between institutions. So I talked to them and they made it clear that it was not a good situation and they literally couldn't advance on, on a lot of things throughout the entire day. It was like a huge pause on important elements of the work that we do. It's really a big deal for people's primary source of communication to go out and then especially for people in the U.S. who have family abroad, then suddenly there's hours where they're not able to communicate with loved ones. That's a lot of, uh, I was going to say, that's that's one large basket, but for a lot of people, they are forced to put all of their eggs in it because they don't feel like they have many communication options outside of maybe Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp. You know, why do so many people gravitate towards WhatsApp? I think because it's inexpensive you only need a Wi-Fi connection to use it. If people don't have a cell phone plan, then like that's their only way of communicating is through Wi-Fi. And yeah. the AP also reported that in Syria, because of war, the telecommunication structure has been impacted. So in some places like that, there's no choice but to use Wi-Fi-based communication services. The AP also reported that hospitals in Syria treating COVID patients, they were using WhatsApp to communicate with oxygen suppliers. And then suddenly, like, you're trying to treat patients in the middle of a pandemic, but then you lose your ability to communicate with people that you need to communicate with in order to treat those patients. Man, I had no sense of just how broad the usage of WhatsApp was. You know, here in Chicago, we have a very large immigrant population, people who are still communicating with family abroad. We have a large university population, so students who are coming in uh, for school and have family abroad. You know, what have you been hearing from people who were impacted, even if just for a couple of hours? Have you have you heard the type of anxiety that creates for people? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's really understandable that this would create anxiety. And it's like, for a lot of people, this also kind of brings up issues about the dominance of Facebook and that Facebook isn't just Facebook.com. It's also Instagram. It's also WhatsApp. It's also Messenger. And in the tech world, that's kind of a hot topic because the Federal Trade Commission uh, filed a complaint against Facebook saying that they violated antitrust laws by buying competitors like Instagram and WhatsApp. Yep. And that still is a, a case in progress, but it is scary when it's like, oh, I can't use WhatsApp. I'm going to text my friend on Messenger. Oh, just kidding. I'm going to text them through Instagram DMs. And then it's like, oh, wait, these are all the same company. 
Hi, I am Tarkin Bolat. I'm a graduate student at the University of Illinois, and I am originally from Romania, where my family still lives, but I've lived in Austria for the past uh, 10 years. So WhatsApp is um, not only primarily, but like the only uh, mean of communication uh, with my family. I use it every single day. Um, me and my parents talk over WhatsApp or like over the like FaceTime uh, function of WhatsApp every single day. So f for one day, I wasn't able to talk to my friends and family back in Europe at all. Um, also because of the time difference. So um, I wake up in during like Europe's afternoon. There's a eight hour difference uh, to Romania and a seven hour to Austria. And that's actually when the outage started. It would be nice to have a plan B as well. Um, in Europe right now, um, companies or like services like Signal um, or Telegram are gaining some popularity, but they're still so far behind WhatsApp uh, because it, it's been adopted by the mass. Do we have a sense of what's the likelihood that an outage like this will happen again? And if so, do people have other options outside of, you know, WhatsApp and Messenger? Yeah, I think it's hard to say what the likelihood of an outage like this happening again is or when that might happen. Because there was another outage that occurred on Friday that was... Yeah, I was just yeah. going to <laughs> It was a loaded question, I yeah, know. Yeah, which... Um, I wrote about that and asked Facebook about that, and they said that it was unrelated to the Monday outage. So I don't know. It's like, is it a coincidence? Maybe. But I do think that a lot of people, whether they're just people trying to keep in touch with family or people running businesses using um, tools like WhatsApp and Facebook, people are realizing that it might be beneficial to have a variety of channels of communication so some people are using apps like Signal, which Signal and WhatsApp are both end-to-end -end encrypted. I think apps like Signal and Telegram saw increases in user signups during the outage, which I think is interesting. Facebook has way too much power. Like Not, not, not only Facebook, there's a, a, several companies like Amazon or Microsoft or Apple that have so much power that it's actually incredible. They are stronger than some countries in this world. So it's definitely very, very scary. And I do think that competition is a good thing. I mean, it definitely makes me question, like, we are very dependent on these applications. We have created a, we are very social beings. We love to stay connected. That is absolutely clear. But we have created a dependency specifically on these platforms. And this is the first time I think many average people like myself are questioning okay, what is option B? How do we communicate with loved ones? How do we continue to work in our field and communicate with each other? And it definitely makes someone like me that doesn't have a lot of knowledge about like what other apps are out there for communication. It makes me want to investigate. It makes me want to find out what is plan B if I can't communicate with my husband across these or I can't communicate with my mom and dad across these. That is absolutely a, a, a result of of last week's outage. I hope that this can be an education opportunity because I think maybe like, it's not like apps like Instagram or WhatsApp don't have Facebook branding. It's not like it's a secret that they're owned by the same company, but I think that the average user might not be thinking about that. And I think 
looking into other apps that aren't under the Facebook umbrella. It's always better to be prepared in case you never know. Maybe in those six hours of an outage, there's a family emergency and you need to talk to people. I hope that people aren't so personally affected by a big tech company outage, but the fact of the matter is that that's what is happening now. Amanda, thank you so much for dropping by CityCast Chicago. It was uh, a pleasure to talk about this despite uh, us having to to use Zuckerberg's name a couple times. (laughs) Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. With all that positive focus on Kane guy, there was still a playoff game that needed to be played, and unfortunately, the Sox lost to the Houston Astros 10-1 to and eliminated from the MLB playoffs. Yeah, this one's going to hurt for a while. I don't have any commentary or any analysis. I'm just, I'm just in my feelings. There is still hope for a Chicago championship as the Sky played a Mercury in game two of the WNBA championship tonight in Phoenix at 8 o'clock. So Chicago, give them all of your positive energy. And some good news to get you through. The Chicago International Film Festival starts today and runs through October 24th. There's going to be over 80 films and 60 short films from all over the world. And you can get tickets for in-theater screenings, drive-in movies, and virtual showings. Remember, for more Chicago stories and events, go and subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. From the top, make it drop, that's a billboard.